630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Into the weekend we go, everybody, and it should be a fun one for all the sports fans out there. Oilers and Vegas tomorrow. Vegas coming on, getting some injured guys back. 3.30 face-off show here on 630 Chad. Game at 5. That is coming up Saturday night. CFL playoff start on Sunday, we got some big high school football games going on as well. We will touch on all those storylines as we move along tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Happy to hear from you, of course. The hotline is 780-496-0063. It's presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and the email is InsideSports at 630Ched.com. Between 645 and 7, somewhere in that range, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to an Oilers home game of your choice for this season. Now, there will be a trivia question involved, and you will have to answer it live on air. I won't put people totally on the spot because that hasn't gone well in the past. I will give the trivia question probably before we go to commercial, and then people can queue up, but you will have to answer it live on air. Because I'm li- I like talking to people. I'm alone in my basement, everybody. Any excuse to hear another human voice is welcome. But we will do that, like I said, between about 6.45 and 7 tonight. And, uh, oh, Mooner's going to check in before then from Vegas with the Oilers. Uh, The Oilers did practice today, and one of the storylines we're keeping an eye on, defenseman Chris Russell needs two blocked shots to become the NHL's all-time leader in that category. He is one blocked shot behind Brent Seabrook. Now they have, they've only kept the stat since 2005, uh, but still pretty significant. So Chris Russell with needs two blocked shots tomorrow to become the blocked shot King in the history of the national hockey league. Here's what he had to say about that today. It's uh, something I think I'll look back later and it's pretty special. A lot of work's went into it, but at uh, the same time, it's, you know, when it happens, happens. I'm just not going out there trying to break it, just trying to help the team. All right, that is uh, Chris Russell, who, of course, is uh, that's that's what he's known for, blocking shots, sacrificing his body, and Dave Tippett, the head coach of the Oilers, certainly appreciates his work. Chris Russell's been doing it for a long, long time, so he's right near the top. I know our guys are excited for him to, to get that, and if you if you look at it per game right now, he's way up there, right? way up there, but it's a commitment from a player to put his body on the line to help the team win, and there's something to be said for that. All right, that is Dave Tippett, and his teammates know exactly what's going on. You heard Russell say his teammates probably paying more attention to it than he has been along the way. Zach Cassian commented like this today. It's pretty incredible if you think about it. A uh, milestone like that, um, to play as long as he has and to accomplish something like that, you don't really, it doesn't make headlines. Um, I'll be the first one to admit when I block a shot, or if I ever do, it, it hurts bad. I'd rather almost take a punch in the face than, than a block shot. So it just speaks volumes of. Uh, uh, the type of warrior is, and everyone would say the same thing about the guy. It's pretty impressive, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts when he breaks it. He's going to break it. It's just a matter of uh, him finally getting recognition of what he's done for so many years to get to that point. It's uh, it's pretty special. That is Zach Cassian, and yes, of course, Russell will break the record. I think he almost broke it in Vegas. It was interesting. He didn't have any blocked shots through two periods. He needed five in that game to actually break the record. 
And then he got one, uh, I think he had one early in the third. And then once the Oilers got up in that game, all of a sudden Arizona started pressing and he got a couple of blocked shots in the final six minutes, but didn't get the uh, one and then the two he needed to tie and then pass Seabrook. So, uh, you know, a fun milestone. I think it's pretty cool. He's likely going to get there tomorrow. And we have the game for you right here on 630 Chet. Well, my goodness, this is an honor to have this gentleman on the show from the NHL on Sportsnet and the world-renowned 32 Thoughts podcast. It is the insanely talented Jeff Merrick on oh, the show. Geez. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> you read that just like I wrote it, Reed. Wow, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks. Wow. I, just got your text. <laughs> I just got your text in time. It was good. Here's how I want you to introduce me, Reed. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Good to, good to be I, on with you. I, I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, I'm trying to think if anybody's ever said. I, I mean, obviously, sometimes you might say, if you're inter- if I'm interviewing an executive or maybe someone who does work behind the scenes, I'll clarify what's your exact job title. So yeah. you know that that I got, happens. I got, I got one for you, um, and and you can understand. I mean, it's, it's a it's a branding exercise, um, but I remember you know a number of times. Geez, this would have been between like 2003 and probably 2010. Um, anytime we would book, maybe you had the same experience. Uh, anytime we would book, uh, Gordy Howe, the late now, of course, Gordy Howe, uh, on radio, part of the agreement was we had to refer to him as Mr. Hockey Gordy Howe. Did you ever have that experience? That was, no, part I, of the, I, I, that was always part of the deal about having Gordy on that we had to refer to him as, as Mr. Hockey. I, I never got to interview Gordy, unfortunately. I, I would have loved to. I did not know, but that wasn't straight from Gordy. I assume that was from his agency or his representatives who wanted that, that was, brand yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, you know what? You know who was, who was a large part of it? Like his his wife did a great job running, you know, the business of Gordy Howe, and she was a, a really intelligent and forward thinking uh, person, and, and understood, you know, the the full package that that Gordy Howe was. So I think she was. Uh, a big part of the, the the marketing of Gordy Howe, but yeah, that was that was all his people, his handlers. There we go, as we like to say in the business, his handlers, insisting that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. Th- I don't know if that's ever uh, happened to me. I mean, usually. You, if, hang on, Reed. Can you refer to me now as Mister Podcast? I've just decided. <laughs> I would like Podcast that to be part of my branding. <laughs> I, well, for for you, I would do that. Uh, for Elliot Friedman on that other goofy show he's on during the day from noon to two, I, I wouldn't let him do that. That's for sure. uh, that's awesome. That's How awesome. are the we? I was when you were on a few weeks ago. I think you yeah because you were on just before the season started, and I yeah. said, are are you are you going to change the name? So it has been updated to the Thirty Two Thoughts Podcast. So you and Elliot yeah. now have to do more thinking to get the podcast. Uh, no, we just had to stretch one thought into two. Let, let's be honest here. Like, what qualifies as a thought now in our universe is <laughs> is pretty dubious. We used to we used to always roast that when we uh, when we were working at CBC together with Elliot. This is back Reed when it was thirty thoughts uh, at, at the CBC Sports website. You know, we'd always be uh, we'd always get back from right away after a publish because there'd be like. You know, one of the one, you know, one thought would be like two paragraphs and one would be one line and it'd be like, dude, we know you're stretching just to get to 30 because of the branding of this, but come on, like that's, that's a thought. What qualifies for a thought in Elliot's world now? I mean, it's, it's evolved the, the, the whole now 32 thoughts um, phenomenon and it really has been a phenomenon. And, and listen, like I've, you know, piggybacked on this thing, you know, with the, uh, with the podcast, but this is, 
This is all this is all Elliot Steele, and it started just as a blog at the CBC Sports website, uh, Thirty Thoughts, and it's it's turned into this thing now. Like it's it's you know bigger than I'm sure Elliot even thought. We even has its own you know section of the uh, the second intermission on on Hockey Night in Canada. So it's it's kind of cool the way it's kind of gone. Well, it definitely is, it's, and I think it's kind of become must read content oh, yeah. for, for sports fans and other and people in the media like me which is pretty cool okay True. now speaking of titles were you once not referred to as gentleman jeff merrick however there back in the day when i used to do a wrestling radio show that way i don't know i don't know who gave me the nickname oh you know who it was i think it might have been strombolopolis when i used to do a radio show with strombo and bob macklitz this would have been at the fan in like, geez, read 1995. And you know what I think it was? And it, 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 it took more prominence when I uh, started to do wrestling radio shows. Um, it was, I remember George and I were really into old school boxing. And he thought it would be cool because he was reading a ton. And we had this huge discussion about gentleman Jim Corbett, who was a legendary, uh, legendary boxer. And all of a sudden on the air one day, Strombo just starts calling me gentleman Jeff uh, out of nowhere. And it just kind of, stock like these things normally do so yes once upon a time that was the moniker before you okay. started calling me mr podcast right before that started four <laughs> minutes ago yes exactly <laughs> All right. well it's good to, it's good to have you checking in uh man oh man uh how are you enjoying i'll, I'll ask you this i put out the poll on twitter and i have no idea yeah. if you pay attention uh, on Twitter or if you would vote in a poll, which I put out there. But for fun, every once in a while, I, I like to put out a poll just to see yeah. what fans are thinking, how optimistic or not they are. I think you can still vote for another hour. I, I got almost 900 votes. How many goals will Leon Dreisaitl score this regular season? 44.6% of my loyal followers say it's going to be 50 to 59. Though I did put 70 or more as an option. And there's 14% Ooh. of very optimistic people who said, why not? And there are 4% of very pessimi pessimistic people yeah. who said he won't even get to 50. Uh, what, nice. Do you want to have some fun here? Surely, I would love to see him get into like McGillney Salani territory here, right? Like that would be a, that would be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I listen. I always cheer for a good story, so give me the big bloated number. You know, I I, I want to see Connor try to you know chase down like two hundred. Uh, I want to see you know I want to see uh, Leon Dreisaitl chase down seventy. Um, why not? I mean, I, and, and listen, he, I mean, you know this, he's joked about it himself, but guys, like, I'm not going to score like 80 goals, uh, th this year, but man, it would be fun to see someone get into that rarefied air, uh, of 70. Is it, is it going to happen? No, but, but here's the thing about sports. This is how I've always felt about sports read. There is, there is what your head knows and what your heart feels. And my head knows that, no, there's no way he's going to do that. But my heart really wants it to happen. And that's what sports is. My head knows that something won't happen, but my heart really wants it to. So I'll leave with my heart this time and uh, give me something that starts with seven in front of it. Yeah, well, why not? I, I, and this, that's the fun part. And, and you're right about sports. And, and until his pace really drops off, it's going to be a story. I mean, remember John Olerud hit 400 until, I think, the second oh, week of August in 93? Uh, yes. Like, yeah, he was within weeks. Yeah. Sweet swinging John Olerud. I went right along with him. Like, oh my, this, he, this is the new Ted Williams. Look at this swing. Oh man, he make every time he's up there, he's making contact. This is great. And he didn't trail off until like what the, the last two, three weeks of the season, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, why not? It's 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 fun to watch him chase. Uh, for sure.
Uh, okay, I, I I know we uh, I know you're busy. We got you here for a few minutes. I'll throw this one at you. Yeah, I got uh, time. I'm watching. I'm watching the Canucks and the Blue Jackets. Oh, CBJ is up two to one right now. Are the Canucks the, losing again? Are they are they going to blow yeah, it up? The, well, the thing is, like Vancouver is owning this game. Like as we speak right now, Reed, they're what do they got here? Twenty-one shots to seven. Like the the balance of play is being carried by Vancouver, but because they're Vancouver, uh, right now uh, just over halfway through the second, they're trailing two to one. So are they? Do you think something is imminent there? Yeah, I mean, that's all the yes. chatter, right? Imminent's a strong word. I'm not. I've said before, like, okay, something has to happen now. We all know, like, this is the slowest moving inevitability that we've we've seen in a long time. We all know that something is going to happen. The only question is, who is it going to happen to? I think there's a belief in the organization they don't want to let the players off the hook, but at the same time, you know, they they know that something has to be done. But but here's the thing that I keep reminding people right now, and you know, let's assume this is something that's being done at the management level, okay? Right now, you look at teams like Chicago and Anaheim, and they both have interim general managers right now. Um, you know, Kyle Davidson and Jeff Solomon. So right now, these are two teams that can't afford to make a mistake. Like these next hires, they have to nail it. They can't be frivolous and just say, well, you know what? This guy ran a team before, so let's just hire him. Those days are gone. Now if you're going to make a hire at that level, you know, the NHL has, you know, never really, none of the teams have really ever, you know, done sort of, you know, sophisticated background checks or, or hired, you know, recruiting firms or headhunters or anything like that. I think that is about to change if it's not already changing right now. But I think now the process of hiring a manager is going to be read more detailed than it's ever been. It's going to take longer uh, than we believe. And, you know, the, the vetting process is going to take a very long time. So where once upon a time, Teams could, you know, oh, we got to get rid of the GM. Boom, he's gone. Bring in someone else the next day or a week later or two weeks later. I think those days are gone, Reed. And we're seeing it play out right now with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, they're going to be making a change. We all know that. At what level? That's the question mark. But whatever they're doing, they're making sure that when they do hire someone, there are no surprises. Because no one in this league right now, as we just saw with Chicago and Anaheim have gone through, can afford to have a new hire surprise you at any level. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, here's here's what I was going to ask you for fun. Uh, who's the best okay. team in the league? Who's the best team in the league right now? Oh, that's a great question. Right now, Calgary Flames, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, and I got to put the Oilers in there too. But you bought the Those Flames my, number those. one on your the Merrick the Mister Podcast Power Rankings have the Flames number. One. <laughs> uh, listen, I love I listen I love the way the Florida Panthers are playing. Like they they cannot be beaten at home, and this is all still you know without Alexander Barkov there. You know, very quietly, Aaron Ekblad is having a Norris Trophy type season. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky is back. Like I, right now, from from the play that I've seen, I'll take the Florida Panthers as the top squad right now. I don't think they remain the top team in the NHL all season long, but I'll, I'll take the Cats right now. All right. Hey, this is what, what we got to do. This. What about you? What about you? Uh, I, I think uh, I got to I got to give it to Carolina. Uh, so yeah. I give a slight edge to Carolina. I just think depth coaching. 
goaltending and just they they have that I, I mean I, I've been talking about this about the Oilers this year too the Oilers have won some games they shouldn't win and I do think mm. part of being a good team is you got to have that figure it out ability you know like it's yeah. a 60 minute problem maybe it's a 65 minute problem can you solve it even if you're not in a great mood to solve it or have it a great night solving you know what it? and I, I you feel know what like Carolina has that yeah. you know what that's like that's like teams who always default to big goaltenders because you need a goaltender who makes an accidental save a save that the goalie normally wouldn't make but he makes it just because he's big like oh I say that legitimately like, like small goaltenders like UC Saros uh, Anton Hudobin they don't make accidental saves all of the saves they make are real legitimate saves goalies you know, big guys kind of sometimes just make saves because they're big and the puck went off of them. That's a luxury. And that's why, you know, teams generally default to the to the larger netminders. And that's kind of like what you're saying, winning games that you shouldn't just because, hey, man, you've surfed on skill. Yep, you hang around, right? So, yeah. That's uh, that's why I'd give Carolina a slight edge, but it's a fun question. Hey, and you put the Oilers in the top four. So I and and out. and how about how about this? Once upon a time, if you had said like two teams from the old Southeast Division would have been the top two teams <laughs> in the right. NHL, they've been that's laughed right. out of the room. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, they're doing awesome. Hey, Jeff, this was this was great. I hope you have a great uh, weekend. I hope many thoughts go through your head more than thirty-two, <laughs> and uh, sure. we'll do this again soon. First of all, how will you refer to me as I exit your program, Reed? This has been Mr. Podcast, <laughs> Gentleman Jeff Merrick. There we go. I you're did the, both. I did both. You're the best, Reed. You're the best, buddy. You can call back anytime. Good to hear your voice again, pal. You'd be good. There we go. Back in a couple minutes on Inside Sports. on a Friday night. Nothing like it. Here's what's going on around the NHL. The Capitals have beaten the Panthers 4-3 late in the third. Nashville up 4-1 on the Devils. Sabres lead the Canadians 3-1 late in the second period. Middle of the second. Lightning leading the Kraken 2-zip. Blue Jackets still up 2-1 on Vancouver as Jeff Merrick was telling you. 3-30 left in the second. Shots are 25-8 for the Knucks. Start of the second period. No score. Penguins and Islanders. Dallas leading the Avalanche. 2-0 finals from earlier. There were some games this afternoon with Thanksgiving going on in the States. Rangers over the Bruins 5-2. Blackhawks beat the Blues 3-2 in overtime. The Wild ring up the Jets 7-1. Hurricanes knock off the Flyers 6-3. And the Ducks blank the Senators 4-0. The Oilers are in Vegas for the game tomorrow. Mooner checks in next. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.